Today on the Matt Walsh Show, the country, as I'm sure you noticed, is being ripped to shreds at the moment, dismantled by people who claim that they are victims of oppression and persecution. But the oppression and persecution are imaginary. Their claims of being oppressed and persecuted are verifiably, demonstrably, obviously false. So why is this really happening? Why is our society, which is freer and richer than any other, other society that has ever existed on Earth, coming apart at the seams at the moment? I want to spend the show today analyzing that question. So that's what's coming up today on the show. Um, and the format's going to be a little bit different. Actually, I'm, I'm abandoning the format completely just for today because I want to spend a good amount of time on this point, fleshing it out. And we'll begin here. Um, Congresswoman Ilhan Omar made some notable remarks during a press conference in Minnesota yesterday. She said that our economic and political systems need to be, quote unquote, dismantled. Listen. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. The whole system of oppression must be dismantled, uh, she says. And that system is, she says, our economic and political system. So that's what she wants to dismantle, to be clear. Now, you listen to that and you really wonder whether any non-Western country would ever tolerate the absurdity of an immigrant coming to their country, obtaining political power, and then openly working towards the goal of dismantling the very system that gave them refuge in the first place. And, and the answer to that question is no. No non-Western country would ever tolerate that or allow it, and neither should we. Uh, think about Ilhan Omar's position, okay? This country gave her everything. She came here for refuge, received it, and then was quickly given power and prestige beyond the imagining of, of most natural-born citizens, um, which you would think would, would mean that she would live every day in gratitude for America and what it gave to her. But instead, she despises America and most of its citizens. I, I have never heard her express utter any gratitude at all. I have never heard her say thank you to America for giving her everything. Instead, she comes here, gets everything, and all she does every day is demand more. And that in itself wouldn't be so bad. I mean, being greedy and selfish is, that's, a lot of people are that. That's common. But the worst part is that she demands more while slandering this country and its people. And, 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 you know, this country that has already given her more than most white people will ever receive. So it's the slander, the constant slander, the constant lies, the desperate attempt to make America seem like the nightmarish dystopia that she apparently wishes it was. Systems of oppression. Okay. What oppression? What are you talking about? What oppression exactly? And this is an important question, because Omar, along with everyone else on the left and in the media and, and everyone out there looting, looting and rioting and protesting and tearing down statues, all of these people are talking about this oppression, this persecution, saying that they're oppressed. But none of them can explain what exactly the oppression is or provide evidence of it. 
And that's because it's imaginary. They're inventing it. It isn't real. They are not oppressed. T- take this example, just one, one example of a million. There's an op-ed just published by Teen Vogue, okay, uh, written by someone who goes by the Twitter handle Satan's Jacuzzi. At Satan's Jacuzzi is a Twitter handle. So you know this is going to be a thoughtful and persuasive argument. Um, the op-ed argues that, quote, the United States is, by every indication, more committed to death, subjugation, and grief than life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's, that's quite a claim. The United States is committed to death and subjugation. I can think of some countries that, that off the top of my head, would really seem to fit that description. North Korea, for example. Is America as bad as North Korea? Really? Well, what proof is offered for that? The proof offered for this claim are the murders of two black women, which happened recently, completely unconnected. One was a woman killed while protesting on a highway. She was run over by a guy in her car. Um, And another was a woman murdered a few months ago, a soldier who was bludgeoned to death. Uh, Very gruesome and, and horrible. The article takes these cases and makes them into Exhibit 1 and Exhibit 1A, which are supposed to show that America is uh, this oppressive hellhole, a, a, quote, vast tapestry of death, as the article puts it. And the, the Declaration of Independence is a lie uh, because black people are being killed, and, and you know, th- th- this is the argument being made. What the article doesn't mention anywhere is that both women were killed by black men. Why didn't the esteemed Satan's jacuzzi use an example of a white man killing a black woman? You could tell that that's she she would prefer an example like that, which is why she goes to great lengths to avoid talking about the actual. Now she tries vaguely to connect these killings with racism, but she never comes out and says the race of the person who committed the murder. Why is that? Because it was a black man. Well, why didn't she just find an example, a recent example of a white man killing a black woman? Wouldn't that be a lot better for her point? Wouldn't wouldn't, wouldn't that illustrate her point more? Well, the reason she didn't give us that example is because it's extremely rare that white men kill black women. Um, White on black violence in, in general is a rarity. Black on white violence is, in fact, far more common. Here are the FBI statistics from 2016. 2,870 black homicide victims. 243 of the perpetrators were white. 2,570 were black. Now let's look at the white victims. 3,499 murder victims who were white. 533 of the perpetrators were black. Most of the rest were white. And you see, this is what happens anytime you do a simple fact check of these hysterical claims of oppression that are being made. The same with the claims of, of police murdering black people. As I've shown, as many people have shown repeatedly, there is no evidence at all for any kind of epidemic of racist police gunning down black people. We'll get into the, to the actual numbers there because I think that they need to be, we need to continually highlight them in just a second. But before we do, uh, the show today is brought to you by Rad Power Bikes. Uh, look, if you want to get out and about, get out of the house, Get some get some fresh air. Uh, there's never been a better time to do it, especially now as it's getting warmer and everything. 
whether you want a way to commute or to get around town or get around the city, just get out, whatever it is, uh, even if you have your kids in tow, you've got to try Rad Power Bikes. It's a cross between a traditional bike and a moped, but it doesn't require a special driver's license, so you don't have to worry about you know going through any jumping through any hoops for this. You can go up to 20 miles per hour without pedaling, so you can go out and about without getting all sweaty. You can go to work or something. You don't have to worry about work walking into the office, drenching, you know, drenched in sweat, which your coworkers might not appreciate. Unlike other e-bikes, they're actually affordable. Plus, to show appreciation for those that serve us, Rad Power Bikes is offering $100 off all e-bike purchases for active slash ex-military, first responders, teachers, and students. Dedicated U.S.-based customer support seven days a week to answer any questions or concerns. Um, and this is, you know, it's, it's a perfect gift as well to get someone. And and uh, as I said, it's it's affordable on top of just being a heck of a lot of fun. Rad Power Bikes offers flexible financing for as low as 0% APR. And right now is a limited time offer. Get a free accessory with the purchase of a bike. That's right. Get a free gift of up to $100 in value and free shipping to the lower 48 states. To get this special offer, text the word bike to 64,000. That's bike to 64,000. Text bike to 64,000. Okay, what are just to go over it again? What are the actual statistics on um, uh, police killing people? Uh, according to a Washington Post database, and this is far from a far right organization that's trying to you know get police off the hook. Twenty five unarmed whites were killed by cops last year. Fourteen unarmed blacks were killed the whole year across the whole country, and it would be totally irrational to assume that all of those killings were automatically unjustified just because the person was unarmed. Um, remember that Obama's DOJ found that the killing of Michael Brown, who was unarmed, was justified because he was rushing at and trying to kill a cop. So many of the unarmed killings are like that. You've got a small, small, small minority of police killings that are unarmed and a small minority of those that are questionable. And that's it. So the facts don't support these claims of oppression. And yet you've got people marching through the street with signs like this. You see these signs all over the place. Stop killing us, the signs say. Who are you talking to? Who, who is killing you? What are you talking about? The vast majority of people of any race who are killed are killed by other private citizens of that same race. So who are you talking to? Are, are you protesting against murder in general? Are you saying that all murder has to stop in order for, um, for you to no longer be oppressed? Well, that would be ridiculous enough as it is because murder will always happen in, in human society, especially in a country with 330 million people. But it's even more ridiculous than that because these protesters with these signs aren't talking about murder in general. They're talking about an imaginary epidemic of white people and white cops going on racist rampages and murdering black people. An article in The Atlantic also makes this claim. Um, it says, uh, right at the top, it says, I want white people to stop killing us. They're not. It's a very rare occurrence. That, that is extremely rare. More black people are killing white people than white people are killing black people. And in fact, considering that there are so many fewer black people in the country, the statistical likelihood that a black person kills a white person is exponentially higher than the other way around. This again is the reality. Plain as day. But the reality doesn't matter. Here's a tweet from McDonald's. McDonald's, uh, yes, that McDonald's, the, the one that you know sells Big Macs. 
but they've been tweeting far left, uh, you know, BLM propaganda videos for the last few weeks. And uh, he, he, here's one of them. I'm Amara Jones, founder of Translash Media. In this Black Lives Matter moment, black trans women have a very simple message. Stop killing us. We can't expect others to care about us more than we care about ourselves. We're all free or none of us is. Stop killing us. There it is again. But who are you talking to? Who is killing you? There, there is no epidemic of anti-trans murders. It doesn't exist. Yes, trans people are murdered. Everyone is murdered. Every group of people is susceptible to being murdered because we're all mortal and we live in a human society where crime happens. Okay? But you know, in, in terms of there, be, of, of there being a, an epidemic of, of, of trans people being murdered by transphobes or just out killing trans people, that almost never happens. That is extremely, extremely rare. The vast majority of, of trans people who are killed are killed by, in domestic violence or in drug-related or, or prostitution-related killings. But let's go back to the fact, so you've got the video itself, the claim being made in the video, which is, which is absurd. Um, but the very fact that this hysterical paranoia is being propagated by McDonald's, one of the largest and richest corporations in America. I think that tells you something as well. And uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. First, I want to tell you about our friends over at Wise Foods. Um, you know, it's, it's extremely important, and I think this is a lesson we've all gotten in recent months to be prepared in case of an emergency. Uh, you know, you don't like thinking about the possibility of an emergency, but we know that they happen, and so you want to be prepared. Our sponsor, Wise Company, has changed their name to ReadyWise. Um, now is a better time than ever to be prepared with long-term nutritional food options. ReadyWise has many options like emergency meals, uh, freeze-dried fruits and vegetables for convenient on-the-go nutrition. They also have adventure meals for hiking, camping, other outdoor activities. So, you know, for ReadyWise, it's not just about getting prepared for emergency, although that's that's obviously important. But but if you like to go out like I do and camp or go out in the woods, um, you can grab these meals, which are delicious and and uh, and nutritious, and you'll be good to go. Get peace of mind during these uncertain times, knowing your family is prepared with plenty of reliable nutritional meals that have a very long shelf life. Uh, due to increased demand, supplies are limited, and some items may currently be out of stock. So go there now. ReadyWise uses the finest ingredients, the latest food preparation technology, uh, so that, and I think that's an important aspect of this, that the food is actually good. I can attest to that. This week, my listeners get free shipping at ReadyWise.com when entering Walsh and check out, at checkout or by calling 855-475-3089. ReadyWise has a 90-day, no-questions-asked return policy, so there's no risk taking the initiative to get yourself and your family prepared today. But remember, Supplies are limited. Go there now. Readywise.com. R-E-A-D-Y-W-I-S-E.com. Promo code Walsh to get free shipping today. Okay, so we've got McDonald's um, tweeting these conspiracy theories about about uh, you know the, so, some sort of imaginary epidemic of anti-trans hate crimes. Um, in fact, nearly all of the largest and richest corporations in America are spreading the utterly false talking points of BLM. Colin Kaepernick has been able to parlay his supposed oppression into multi-million dollar deals with three major corporations, Disney, Nike, and Netflix. 
Vanity Fair has an article calling Cap a burgeoning media mogul. This is oppression? This is what oppression looks like in America? You can turn your oppression into a, into a media franchise worth millions of dollars? Then if that's the case, I mean, God, let me, let me be oppressed, please. I pray for that kind of oppression. Meanwhile, we've got leftists inventing hate crimes, fabricating them. Nearly every week is another example. People are so desperate to be actually oppressed that they're, that they're just making it up. As we talked about yesterday, a bunch of college students are now claiming that they're, that they're traumatized. They're so traumatized by a joke that some kid tweeted about George Floyd that they can't go back to school. A tweet. A tweet is now, is now latched onto desperately as an example of oppression. People are so desperate for oppression that, that two white people who painted over a mural of Black Lives Matter which was just just on the street. It was really city-sanctioned graffiti with Black Lives Matter written across the street in big, uh, bold letters. Well, two white people came and painted over it. They're being charged with a hate crime for doing that, for painting over letters. So if we can't find actual white racist oppressors out there killing black people... Then let's like let's make these two white people painting over some words on the on the street into our racist oppressors. Why not? Or let's make a garage door pull into a hate crime. Why not? Oh, but the the black man who pummeled a white Macy's employee, that's not a hate crime. Or the black man who knocked over a 92-year-old white woman and and she hit her head on a, a fire hydrant, that's not a hate crime. Or the black man who beat a white woman with two by fours in New York. That's not a hate crime. Yes, but the white folks with paint who painted over letters on the street committed a hate crime. Oh, but the the vandals who are literally burning buildings and tearing down priceless works of art, those aren't hate crimes either. But this is, you see, that's how it works. The whole thing is a farce. This oppression is imaginary, hallucinatory. It's not real. It's not happening. There is no crisis. Towns and, and states across the country are declaring racism a public health crisis. It's not. The, the only crisis is the one that leftist protesters and the media and Democrats are inventing, creating. We are right now witnessing something that is, that is probably unprecedented in the history of the world. A bunch of people who live lives of freedom and liberty and, and, and relative comfort and luxury are choosing to destroy their country because they've convinced themselves that they're the victims of a completely imaginary oppression. It's as though our society got bored with, with, with its own success and decided to eat itself for fun. Here's the reality. Unless you live in the inner city of Chicago or a city like that, you are safer, richer, more comfortable, more secure, and freer than almost everyone who has ever lived anywhere at any point anywhere in the world. You are in the top, top, top 1%, uh, if, not, if, not even, if not in even more exclusive company than that. And in fact, even in the inner city, 
you are wealthy compared to a great portion of the world's population. You may not be very safe, but the danger you face is almost entirely from within your own community, from criminals and drug dealers and murderers within your community. It's not from racist agents of the state going around randomly killing people because they're not doing that. But, um, of course, it's doubtful that, that most of the protesters and people tearing t- down statues and everything actually live in the inner city. Many of them are relatively affluent, living lives of, to most people in the world, unimaginable ease and comfort. In fact, lives that are so easy and comfortable that they can somehow afford to spend days on end protesting and they still have food to eat and a roof over their head to come home to. The students at K-State who are traumatized over over the tweet um, actually had the time and energy and luxury to protest over it. Watch this. They're marching through the street over a tweet that they didn't like. Imagine having that kind of luxury. One student mentioned in the KansasCity.com article, Michaela Ross has an internship at ExxonMobil. Okay, and, 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 but she had trouble at her, her internship because she was so traumatized by the tweet. ExxonMobil, one of the most, again, one of the most powerful corporations on earth. She has an internship there. She goes to a major American university. And thus, just based on those two things, she's in a better position and lined up for more financial and professional success than literally billions of other people on earth. And yet she says she's oppressed because of a tweet. It makes her scared. She lives in fear now because of the tweet. So how is this all happening? Why are a bunch of spoiled brats who have been given everything and who have never been oppressed in their lives, nonetheless trying to burn the country to the ground? Why are they going around screaming about imaginary monsters? Why are we watching our society self-destruct at a moment in history when it has achieved unprecedented wealth, luxury, and liberty. Well, uh, we could spend, you know, 12 hours or so dissecting this. Um, I'm not going to spend 12 hours, but I do want to dissect it and try to answer that question. And we will do that in just a second. But first, um, I want to tell you about our, our new sponsors we talked about yesterday, Blink Sale. Uh, Blink Sale, the revolutionary invoicing software that's changing the landscape for small businesses and independent contractors everywhere. Uh, you know, you don't want to waste time trying to make invoices. I, I've done this myself, even though I'm not a small business owner. But even if you're not, you know, you, you might have occasions to make invoices. And um, it's just you end up with these clunky, ugly things. And uh, it's, it's, it's not worth the time. Uh, many business owners know there are so many moving parts. It can be hard to manage everything and still stay on track doing what you love. That's why you got to start streamlining things and finding uh, ways to help yourself. A big part of that is invoicing. You know, if you've hassled a client that owed you money or you've gotten lost trying to keep track of your invoices and payments, um, maybe you have just a basic template on Microsoft Word or whatever it is, it's just it's a big hassle. That's why our friends over at BlinkSale built an invoicing software that helps you stay on top of your money and keep track of everything in one place so you can stop sending those nagging emails to get paid for your work. With BlinkSale, you can send beautiful custom-branded invoices and estimates in seconds. You can stay on top of your outstanding invoices. Um, you can let your customers and clients easily pay your invoices online. They're just You can do whatever you want. And as an added bonus, BlinkSale is giving away $10 to 500 Daily Wire fans. Here's how to get it. 
Go to BlinkSale.com, start your 14-day free trial, create your first invoice of $10 and activate an online payment option. Um, then you can send the invoice to dailywire at blinksale.com and you get paid your $10. The first 500 people to send an invoice for $10 to dailywire uh, at blinksale.com will get their invoice paid by BlinkSale. Limit of one per person. Stop wasting time invoicing and try BlinkSale for free at blinksale.com slash Walsh. That's B-L-I-N-K-S-A-L-E.com slash Walsh. BlinkSale. Spend less time billing and more time doing what you love. Okay, uh, so why why is this all happening? Dostoevsky in the in the Brothers Kar- Karamazov um, defines the modern conception of freedom as the rapid multiplication and satisfaction of desire, and he says that that's the way modern man sees freedom, which means that if there is any desire that is not immediately fulfilled, uh, then you're oppressed. To be oppressed is to have your freedom taken away. And if freedom is the satisfaction of desire and you have any desire at all that's not satisfied, then you're oppressed. If there's, a, if there's the slightest bump in the road, like, say, a tweet you don't like, now you're oppressed. You're victimized. You're persecuted. And I think that explains a lot of what we're seeing, is our, is our misunderstanding of what freedom and liberty actually is. But... I also think there's something else. It's, it, it seems that we are, um, what we're discovering is that struggle is a basic human need. Humans need to have something to struggle against. Uh, humans need to suffer, even in small, small doses. Suffering is an actual need that we have. What we can't do is just sit in our luxury, just sit there and enjoy it, and be unendingly happy and satisfied. Um, We can't. Look at all the the rich and famous people who are extremely miserable, even to the point of committing suicide. That perfectly illustrates the point here. They have everything a person could ever want, but they're in total despair. Now, most of us are not rich in comparison to these celebrities, but we are, as I said, rich in comparison to most people who have ever lived on Earth. And we're having the same problem. We're running into the same issue. We cannot simply luxuriate in our comforts. We cannot be happy that way. You know, decadence is not quite as fun or, or, or fulfilling as we thought it would be. So we need a struggle. We need some kind of struggle. Even as we sit in our homes, um, in our air conditioning, with refrigerators stocked with food, and we, and we sit on our couches and we're comfortable, we watch TV or Netflix all day, what are we watching? The stories that we watch, the stories that, that, uh, that, that we like to have told to us through whatever medium, are all stories of people struggling, fighting, uh, overcoming. Those, are, those have always been, since time immemorial, ever since human beings have been telling stories to each other, those are always the stories that we tell. And because we find something appealing about that. And I think we long to overcome something ourselves, to have our own fight, our own struggle. We can't be happy just witnessing the reenacted struggles of other people. We need to have our own. Now, um, there are basically two ways to go about this, to make your struggle for yourself. There's the healthy way, the way that will lead to actual fulfillment and a measure of happiness, and the unhealthy way the way that will lead to destruction and despair and everything we're seeing right now. 
Now, the healthy way, the healthy creation of struggle is to set out to do things that are difficult, uh, things that are not, strictly speaking, necessary. You don't have to do them, but you do them anyway. You embrace the sacrifice because the struggle is worth what you gain from it. The most obvious and, and uh, I, I think, important example of this is starting a family. There's a lot of sacrifice that, that, that comes with starting a family. A lot of pain, a lot of, um, a lot of struggle that comes with it. But there's also love, and there's purpose, and there's meaning. Um, you know, and, and there are many other benefits as well. So by starting a family, you've made a struggle. You've taken on a fight, but it's a good one. It's a worthy one, you know, but, but, but you have, you, you, you've gone from, you know, you're single, uh, living alone, or, or for most people living with your parents, your life is very easy and uncomplicated. And then you decide to start a family and you have just willfully taken on all of these additional complications. And there are so many things and it, it, many that you, you don't even know ahead of time, but you'll realize uh, there's so many things that were that were easy before you had a family, and now and now they're and now they're a struggle. Uh, but it's worth it. It's a worthy struggle. And then there are much less. There are much smaller examples of of less significant struggles and sacrifices that you might choose to make. Uh, some people like to work out, like to exercise. There's a struggle. There's a sacrifice. Uh, you don't need to do it, right? It's it's good for you. You'll probably live longer if you do, but you don't need to do it. You could, you could just sit, out, sit on your ass all day if you want to. A lot of people do. But you do it anyway. Um, in my family, we garden. We raise chickens. We have bees, right? We don't need to do any of this. It's certainly a harder way to get your vegetables and eggs and honey. Uh, but we do it the hard way on purpose because we enjoy it. You know, and, and there, In fact, I was just recently thinking that because I like to fish, um, I usually do catch and release, but I was thinking that you know, I'm going to start once a week actually bringing the fish home and, you know, making a meal from what I catch. Now, going out and catching a fish and cleaning and gutting and cooking it, that is a very hard way to do something that you could do in 35 minutes if you just pulled some salmon or whatever out of your fridge and throw it into the oven. But I like the idea of doing it the hard way, of providing a a meal for my family, actually providing it, not just buying it, but providing it. And of course, there are people who hunt or or do other things. there are men who are really handy around the house. I'm not, I'm ashamed to say, but uh, if there's a problem with the plumbing or some other issue, you know, they could easily call someone to fix it, but they're going to fix it themselves. Why? Well, it saves money, maybe, but that's not the main reason. I think the main reason is to do it the hard way just for the sake of doing it. That's it. Doing it for the sake of it. There was a time, of course, when the majority of, uh, really the majority of human history, in fact, when people had no choice but to do everything the hard way. If you wanted something built, you had to build it. If you wanted something to eat, you had to grow it or catch it or kill it. Um, and you notice that in those times, you rarely had people marching through the streets over imaginary oppression. Now, they might have marched over real oppression, but even then, most of the time, it took quite a bit of it for them to actually mobilize in any way and uh, and. Uh, and then when they did mobilize, they mobilized in a serious way. But these people had their struggle. Every day was a struggle. They didn't need to create struggles for themselves. Because every other human need was not automatically met, the human need for struggle was met. Now, 
That's the way it was for them. And since it's not that way for us, we have to come up with our own struggles. We've talked about the healthy way of doing it. What about the unhealthy way to create struggle? Before we even get to the protesters, you know, we all know people who create unhealthy struggles for themselves all the time. Think about the people who are constantly inventing drama and strife in their relationships. Um, they can be perfectly happy in a relationship. Everything seems to be fine. And then one day they seem to almost just randomly destroy it for no reason. They have convinced themselves, and, but, but of course it, it's never their fault, right? They've convinced themselves that everyone is out to get them. All of their relationships fall apart, whether romantic relationships or familial relationships, whatever it is, uh, relationships at work, friendships, all their relationships are always falling apart. They're always having problems with everybody. But and from the outside, you can see that it's almost always their fault because these are extremely difficult and selfish, self-centered people. But in their minds, from their telling, they're victims. They just have enormously bad luck. And everybody they meet is, is a, ends up being a terrible person and b- betrays them and backstabs them and everything else. These are people who are inventing a struggle. They, they live on drama and gossip and resentment and feelings of personal injury. That's, that's, they thrive on it because they are fulfilling that need for struggle that way. I think the protesters are in this camp. They are doing a version of this same thing. They are creating their struggle. These are people who have uh, either outright rejected the healthy forms of struggle or who have found those forms unfulfilling because they're too selfish and weak to find fulfillment in the sacrifice they require. Now, because I'm not, there are plenty of people, as I just mentioned, who, 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 who start a family, which is the healthy form of struggle, but then end up, as we just discussed, you know, relationships fall apart and everything else, because you, you can't be entirely self-centered. You, you have to be willing to accept the sacrifice. So these are people who have found those forms of, of struggle unfulfilling because they're too selfish, or they've rejected it outright. And I, I, I suspect that the majority are in the latter camp. These are largely people who don't have families of their own, who don't, own, don't do anything for themselves, who've had everything handed to them, many times don't even have jobs. Everything is done for them. They live enormously easy lives. And now they're trying to fashion themselves into freedom fighters. Except they already have freedom. So instead, they're fighting dragons and boogeymen of their own imagination. And if they succeed in taking down the country, in dismantling it, as Ilhan Omar says she wants to do, um, they will have dismantled it in order to stop an oppression that they invented, that was only ever in their nightmares, in their, or maybe in their dreams, I should say, because it's very obvious that they want to be oppressed. And then the great irony here, the very morbid irony, is that if they succeed in, in, in tearing down the country and destroying it, you know, whatever it replaces it, whatever replaces the old system that we had, the system that created all of this this great luxury and wealth and freedom for everybody. Um, if they get rid of that, then, then, then they will finally have, I think, the suffering and oppression that they wanted. But once they really have it, uh, I don't think they're going to want it anymore. So 
I think we'll leave it there. As I said, got away from the normal format of the show today, so we don't have the, the headlines and cancellation and everything. I, I, I think I've sort of lumped it all in together. It's all mixed in there. Um, but we'll get back to all that tomorrow. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for watching. Godspeed. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to help spread the word, please give us a five-star review. Tell your friends to subscribe as well. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there. Also, be sure to check out the other Daily Wire podcasts, including The Ben Shapiro Show, Michael Knowles Show, and The Andrew Clavin Show. Thanks for listening. The Matt Wall Show is produced by Sean Hampton, executive producer Jeremy Boring. Our supervising producers are Mathis Glover and Robert Sterling. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens, edited by Danny D'Amico, and our audio is mixed by Robin Fenderson. The Matt Wall Show is a Daily Wire production, copyright Daily Wire 2020. Ilhan Omar calls for dismantling the American economy and political systems. Deshaun Jackson endorses and then disavows Hitler because he's a, a bad person. Got to give him credit for that. And liberal squishes can't pick a side. Check it out on The Michael Knowles Show. Michael Knowles Show.